It's time. It's time. Passcode accepted. Now loading the tablet Glad to have you with me. This is the Down South IT Podcast. My name is Clark. Coming to you from the heart of Cajun country, way down south in South Louisiana, where for some damn reason somebody left the oven on because it's friggin' hot outside. Oh my God. But I digress. We shall move on. And if you saw the title of today's show, you may kind of wonder what the hell it's about. And basically it's about Google I.O. It's their yearly developer conference if you didn't know so today i'm going to go over some of the things that they announced some new products that are on the way including android 14 including a bunch of ai stuff because that was the main focus of this this year for some reason they they're really really heavy into ai and integration of ai so we'll be going over that plus at the end uh I'll go over some of the new gadgets and gizmos that they announced, which they got a couple of good ones. So stay tuned for that. If you want to follow along with all of the stuff that I'm going to be talking about today, don't hesitate. Go to the website, downsouthitpodcast.com. Everything will be right there on the show prep. Underneath the embedded player, look for the show prep link. You'll see it right there. Episode 1009. And you'll be able to get to it right there, including some of the links to the articles that I referenced for this on top of everything that I'm going to talk about today. Again, right there on the website, downsouthitpodcast.com. You can check out all of that, plus everything else that the website has to offer, including the Defender newsletter, different security uh, related things and articles that I come across that are new and noteworthy. And then also all kind of build guides, all kind of cool stuff. Just peruse at your leisure. It's all right there for you. Downsouthitpodcast.com. So firstly, I'm going to go ahead and not, well, firstly, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to start on Android 14. I'm actually going to go in reverse order from the <laughs> from what's on the show prep. So forgive me. And if you're following along, just go backwards. Android 14, they announced Android 14. It is in beta two right now for people who are on the list for the, uh, the beta. And if you are a pixel owner, you can opt in for that and get all of these new features and new nifty things ahead of time. So you can be the guinea pig and test everything so far in Android 14. You're going to look at, there's a few new things. Uh, most of the stuff is somewhat cosmetic i would say uh they did a really really big revamp with 13 and a lot of the different things that you could do as far as cosmetics go and how things look and appear especially with all of the coordinating colors and different things like that that you could do that that you can put on with your background wallpaper and stuff like that and have all of the icons and different things like that complement what you have as a wallpaper so 
not quite as many cosmetic changes as there were last year. But this year, they are going to add a few notable things. First off being satellite connectivity. Apple just did this with the iPhone 14 so that if you need to absolutely make an emergency call, you can. And it's basically or actually, I don't even think it supports calling. I think it's more texting and location for, you know, with satellite uh, connectivity. But Android will have support for that in Android 14. So they're kind of following in Apple's footsteps with that one. Usually it's the other way around. After about three to four years, Apple usually, you know, decides that they want to add a feature that Android's had for a while. But this time, Android's kind of lacking a little bit. So they're going to update and have that for Android 14. Also, the big thing with Android 14 is going to be compatibility with larger screens. They've been a focus on larger format screens like tablets and foldables and different things like that. Not just because of Samsung, but mainly because of the pixel fold, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later. So Google has renewed interest, not only with their tablet and their foldable phone to have Android be able to resize and rotate and different things and restructure all of the stuff on it for a larger screen form factor. So that's one of the main things that Google wanted to accomplish with Android 14 is support for those larger format screens. Again, like pretty much every version, they will try to optimize battery life and stability. You don't want your phone crashing or things crashing in the background. You want the battery to last as long as you possibly can. Again, they're going to make some tweaks to that as well. So things will be very, very efficient as far as battery life. I'm sure on the the pixel side, at least for me and everybody else that has a pixel, there's already a, a battery saver option and that actually works fairly good. Uh, I really haven't had too much problems with it. And I mean, I've had a pixel, the pixel seven now for about a year and I really don't have any complaints as far as battery life. Um, the one thing that I do notice they had a couple of program, a couple of apps, that I was running upside being one of them. And I praise upside because I like getting free money. So if you're there, (laughs) if you use it, you know exactly what I mean. The big problem with that was it was pulling location and different things in the background a lot more than it was supposed to. But basically I was able to just delete the app, reinstall it, and really haven't had that problem again. So it might have been something with one of their updates. I don't think it was anything specifically having to do with Android or anything like that. I think it was more their side. And it could have possibly been something just did not update whenever the, pro- the app itself updated from the Play Store. So, But either way, battery life on a mobile device is always something to consider. So they are going to make tweaks for that. Next up, they also have Find My Device, which is very similar to Apple Locator and different things like that. So you can find your device if you happen to lose it. You can make it ring, all of that type of stuff. They're going to be adding in a lot more devices for Find My Device with Android. So that that way you can include headphones or earbuds and different things along that line, not just phones and tablets and laptops. They're going to be adding a lot more of those as well. But the focus is more on 
the stuff that you can really lose <laughs> a, a lot faster, like headphones and ear and the, the pixel buds and different things like that. So they're going to include that with the find my device as well. So that'll be a nice addition there. Also in the new version of Android, you're going to get alerts. If an unknown tracker is operating on your phone, this was something that Google and Apple actually worked together on. Surprisingly, I know it usually doesn't happen, but being that there was such a rash of people dropping air tags into somebody's pocket or bag or something like that and tracking their location, there was a need to have some kind of standardization between the two platforms to be able to alert you if something is tracking you. So they went ahead and did that. They, they do have that now with Android 14. So not only will, if you have an Apple device, it'll tell you if you have an air tag that's pinging on your phone, it'll also do the same thing. If you have an Android. Now, I said there wasn't going to be a whole lot of cosmetic stuff, and most of the cosmetic stuff that they are adding with 14 is more on the lock screen. They're going to have lock screen widgets now. You're going to be able to use emojis to create wallpapers. You're going to be able to create 3D versions of your photos. So you can take a normal picture and it'll create like a 3d version. So as you scroll through the different pages on, of your uh, phone, it'll kind of twist and, and move, you know, as a, in a 3d effect. So they'll have that. They'll have cinematic wallpapers and AI generated wallpapers. So you can basically just kind of give it a couple of prompts and say, you want like a cityscape or something like that have AI generate it, and then you can kind of tweak the colors and different things like that to how you want it. So there is going to be that also. Also on the lock screen, they're going to have different quick links and widgets and stuff like that. That'll let you use your frequent items like your flashlight, your camera, your calculator, different stuff like that, all right from the lock screen. So you don't have to actually open your phone to be able to pull down a notification tray and do that. They already have a couple of those right now in Android 13, but it's mainly just for the Google Home stuff that you have. If you have any smart devices at your house, you can control those from the lock screen and to get to your camera. So they're going to be adding a few more on there of stuff that you normally would use in a, you know, really that you need really fast, like a flashlight or something like that. I really wish they would kind of take the a cue for Motorola in this aspect because Motorola, you can, there's gestures you can do with the phone to turn these things on, you either twist it to turn the ca the camera on, or you can actually do like a Atlanta Braves chop, you know, with the phone a couple of times and it'll turn the flashlight on. That's a really handy thing. It's something I actually found myself using a lot more than I thought I would with my work phone. So I do kind of miss that now that my work phone is a pixel too. Also on the lock screen, they're going to have a customizable clock. So the lock screen clock, you're going to be able to choose your own font, the size, the text, all the color, all kind of stuff like that. So you'll be able to really customize the clock on your lock screen. Now, again, most of the pixel phones are going to be the first ones to get these new features and stuff like that. They're going to roll out some with the new Android 14 update. Some they're going to roll out a little bit later. 
but most of it is going to be with the actual update. The pixels, of course, usually get that update first, and then everybody else rolls out whenever they get a chance. Usually Motorola is the absolute last one to do it. Samsung is eh, usually not terribly far behind. They're getting a little bit better with their updates and stuff like that. So I don't see a reason why they would be too, too far behind, maybe a month or two, hopefully. I don't think they actually have a rollout schedule yet as far as any of the other manufacturers. So it just kind of depends when Google decides to release Android 14 and then the clock starts for the rest of everybody else. Next up, AI and Bard, which is their chat GPT alternative, should I say. And if you listen to this podcast at all, you know, I'm not a huge fan of AI is there's a lot of things that could go very, very sideways, very, very fast. And I'm not a big fan of that. And Google is pretty much going all in on AI. It's going to be huge with Google. So they're going to incorporate AI and Bard with Gmail to help you write emails just based on a couple of prompts and a couple of lines of text. It'll fill out the rest of the email for you. They're going to use AI as far as Google Photos. So if you use Google Photos, you'll be able to take advantage of this. Not, I think the Pixels for sure right now have a somewhat limited version of this, but they're going to make it a lot more widespread to where you can erase objects from photos. You can take certain elements because each picture is going to have is basically going to layer it in elements. So you can either move something, you can take something out, you can reposition it, you can fill in the background behind it with something else that you you know want to put in there. It's, you're going to be able to do a lot of stuff that you normally would do on Photoshop right there in the Google Photos app. So that'll be kind of interesting to see how they actually do that and to see exactly how good it is. Cause the, the one that we have for the pixel right now, it's okay, but it is definitely far from great, should I say. If you try to erase something from a photo, if it's something small, great. But if it's like a full-size person that's taking up most of the picture, it's going to be a blurry mess and it doesn't look good at all. So seeing where they go with that is going to be kind of interesting. Next up, language learning models or large language models is what they use for their BARD chatbot. They're going to be updating the models to train BARD better. Uh, they're going to use BARD's results when building images. So you could actually have BARD, you know, create AI art if you really want to. Once it does that, it will watermark them so they can't be confused with something that's traditional art or just a regular searched image. They will start integrating all of Bard's images that it comes up with in the regular search results. So if you're searching for pictures, it'll pull in the ones that people create with Bard and have those in the search results. So that'll be kind of interesting to see. Bard will also be able to suggest coding options based on user input and be able to send those results to Google Docs or to your Gmail. So if you need help, trying to figure out how to code something in Python or C plus or whatever. They're going to add more uh, coding languages as time goes on, but 
just based on what you want to do and the parameters and different things like that, that you need to use it. You can suggest all of that to Bard and basically it'll just spit out the code that you need to use and then send it to either your Google Docs to where you can copy and paste it or to your Gmail so you can send it to someone. I guess they just decided to take out the middleman because most people that write code don't use their own code for the most part. They steal other people's stuff and just modify it to what they need. So I guess they're just taking out the middleman. Eh, It is what it is. They will also start introducing a side rail feature, which means they'll have like a little expandable bar on the side of results that you get from Bard. So if you use the chatbot and you said you want to know certain data, it'll actually give you the text version of the data. And in this sidebar, it'll give you either a spreadsheet version or a table version, you know, with uh, graphs and stuff like that. So it'll give you several different versions of the data that you're looking for. And you can just pick between the one that you really want. They're also planning 40 languages for Bard in the near future. Right now, the only one that it has open to the public is English, but they are planning to open it up, you know, to 40 other languages once they get all of the models and everything looked up and everything translated. So they are going to do that in the near future. It won't be anytime. There's probably going to be sometime later this year, more than likely from what they said. So we'll see exactly how it goes, but yeah, they're going to be expanding Bard a good bit and going with that. They also partnered with Adobe so that if you do create AI images with Bard, you can actually take those images and download them to Adobe suite and edit them in Firefly. So if you use Adobe suite and use Firefly for your images and editing and different things like that, not necessarily Photoshop, but at least that way it'll send it straight to that. So you can start using it in Adobe suite, which is that kind of integration is kind of interesting. So I'd like to see where that goes. And lastly, but not leastly, we have some of the cool little gadgets that Google's going to go ahead. And most of them are actually starting on either pre-order or available now. And we'll start off with the big one, the Pixel Fold. This is Google's version of a foldable cell phone. It starts at $17.99, which is a huge price. Uh, I believe there is a deal if you get it on Google Fi, you can get it for like $700 less. So you get it for just over a grand, which even still is a lot of money for a phone. It's a 7.6 inch folding phone, does have a outer screen on the the outside and the big, huge folding screen, which is the 7.6 one. Comes with 12 gigabytes of RAM and up to 512 gigabytes of storage on board. It'll have a hinge activated wallpaper animation. I'm not sure exactly what that means, but sounds cool. Automatic adjustment when moving from the small to the large screen. So if you're doing something on the front, and you open it up, it'll automatically resize everything. So you're not missing anything. It'll do split screen. It'll have split screen app support. So you'll be able to do two to three apps and, you know, at once, at least with it open. And it'll also have a split screen keyboard. So each side of the screen will have a half a keyboard. The Pixel Fold right now is available next month, but you can get it on pre-order. 
So if you really, really want that, you can. I've seen a few pictures of it. It does take a lot of cues from the Galaxy Fold. So if you happen to like that one, but kind of want to try something different other than a Samsung, it might be worth the worth the try. But I would actually wait until some of the reviews and stuff come out. We don't know exactly how good the hinge is, if they have any kind of dirt or dust infringement in the hinge that we need to kind of worry about how good is the screen you know those type of things will come out in the reviews so it's kind of one of those things but we shall see with that next up is the pixel 7a so it is the update to the pixel 6a that is the kind of budget version of their main pixel line this one is actually going to come with a 90 hertz refresh screen, which I wish mine did. I got a Pixel 7 and I really wish that mine had 90 hertz screen. <laughs> it has a smoothing feature, but it doesn't have the, the full 90 hertz. If, if I wanted to do that, I'd have to go up to the Pro. And I really didn't want to do that. So this one actually will have the second gen Tensor G2 system on a chip. So it's the same chipset as the Pixel 7. It is a 6.1 inch display and they do have an updated camera setup for this one. So it's not going to be the old style Sony, you know, Sony sensors that they've been using on the, the Pixel A series for, I think since the Pixel 2, I know it might've changed a little bit for the 5A, but I'm pretty sure that at least from the Pixel 2 to the Pixel 4a for sure they had the same exact 12 megapixel Sony sensor for the camera which wasn't bad it still takes great pictures and you know the software that is running behind it actually makes really really good pictures so if it's not broke don't fix it you know what I mean but apparently they're going to have an updated camera setup on this one I didn't get any other details other than than, than that Last but not least is the Pixel tablet. Oh, actually, the seven, the Pixel 7a starts at $499. So if you wanted that, $500, bucks, which is a little bit more than the last couple of A-series phones. Most of those were $449 when they started. I'm sure they're probably going to have discounts and stuff like that whenever it first After a couple of weeks, they usually do. So if, you want, if you're looking at that or need an upgrade, you know, give it a couple of couple of three weeks, and then they will probably start doing little discounts on them. So, you'll be able to get it for that same four forty nine price tag. Next up is the Pixel Tablet. Those start at four ninety nine. Also, this is a complete redesign of the Pixel Tablet that came out a couple of years ago because that one was a complete and utter flop. So they redesigned it, and it, to be honest, it doesn't look really like anything too special as far as the outside goes. The it is an 11 inch display, it has up to 256 gigs of storage. It'll also have a 12 hour battery life on a single charge, so that's very, very good for a tablet. Um, still probably won't knock out some of the iPads and stuff like that, but 12 hours on a single charge is no slouch, so that's not going to be a bad one. The way they actually have this set up with the entire system because it actually is a system is the thing that's kind of the most interesting with it the charging dock 
actually has a quad a quad speaker in it so it has four speakers and when you charge it it's ma- it's a magnetic charger you put it on there and it actually becomes a large screen version of the Google Nest or the Google Nest Hub so while it's charging you can actually use it as a Nest Hub control all your smart home stuff and you know all of that kind of thing but also at the same time listen to music listen to watch videos and stuff like that and play it on the dock which has much better speakers than the actual tablet when you walk away from it you just grab the tablet off of it and away you go so that'll actually come as a package for 4.99 which is actually all things considered not bad so all of that will be together. You'll get the not only the tablet, but the charger with the spe- built-in speakers. All of that in one nice little package. Those are on pre-order now, and it will ship sometime in June. But there you have it. That is the new and noteworthy stuff coming from the D- Google Developer Conference, Google I.O. Glad you stayed with me to the end. And I, I liked a lot, a lot of the the gadgety type stuff that's kind of more my my thing i'm not technically really into the ai stuff again you no know, well, like i said i've kind of made my feelings known on that but i'm gonna go ahead and end it here and just like i always do paraphrase from albert hubbard technology can replace the work of many people but it can never replace the work of one extraordinary person so go out and be extraordinary today Thank you all for joining me. This has been a really cool episode. I'm glad you stayed till the end. I love you. I'll see you right back here on the next episode of the Down South IT Podcast. Later. Later.